Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly. And I'm Helen Kelly. Together we're the two Helens. Consider us your go-to girls. Your go-to Helens. For everything you need to know on the latest Netflix releases. This week it's the biggie. It's George R. R. Martin's new epic space drama, Night Flyers. It's a little difficult to explain in one sentence exactly what it is, but very basically, we join a plucky team of space travellers on board the good ship Nightfly, who try to make first contact with aliens. But it seems some of the group are more trusting of aliens than others, and their onboard passenger Thale leaves them with plenty of reasons to be scared. It's brutal, it's gory, it's Star Trekky, but most of all, it's very confusing. That's right. Luckily, we're on hand to give you all the answers. And this week, we're joined by one very special guest who has all of the insider gossip. Stay tuned to find out more. Daddy. That thing you found in the sky? Mm. It's a ship with people? It might be. That's what I'm going to find out. Well, you must be thrilled. Chance to make first contact with alien life. Our world is dying. The night flyer is our only chance. That's what scares me. Ready to break orbit. Systems ready, sir. Been waiting my whole life for this. malfunction during launch. Someone on board might be behind it. Someone's taking control. This is a warning. Do not board the ship. I'd like to think I'm pretty good with science fiction, but I have to admit, even this one had me stumped. From the off, we see a bizarre accumulation of just, well, images, and it's all very discombobulated. Yeah, and if you look at the trailer, it just seems like there's just something not right on the night flyer, and you have no idea what it is. And I just feel like you want to expect the unexpected. You don't know what is around the next corner. Yeah, and the stakes are so high. It just has me so worried from the beginning. And I felt that when I watched the episodes, to be fair. It was just... So confusing, but the trailer doesn't really show that. And I think, you know, maybe we'll delve into that a little bit more later. But, you know, there's something on board this ship and it's not what it seems. For me, by the looks of it, I have a feeling that everyone might die when she's like, don't come on board this ship. 
I just feel like there's just such an eerie vibe to it. What is going to happen? Yeah, it's like a science fiction, horror kind of amalgamation all by the maker of Game of Thrones. So it's great. Well, someone's definitely going to die. That's what I think. (laughs) Well, George R.R. Martin has previous, right? Uh, So the premise is allegedly very simple, though. There's a team of space travellers who like to explore and they eventually decide that they want to find the first alien life form. Of course, things never really go to plan with this type of thing. Just like every worst nightmare, the group very quickly discover there is something on board that isn't keen on them making contact with alien life or even living themselves. And they brought it along with them. And it's not just any old Doctor Who monster, right? This man, Thale, can make you do, think, say and feel anything, including pain and death. It's certainly an interesting idea, but as you watch it all play out, it's genuinely very scary. I was actually covering my eyes as I watched, and I honestly think I'll struggle with the rest of the series. The worst part about it is that the team can't do anything about the monster controlling them, as they have no idea what or who it is. They think it's Dale, an L1, who is telepathic, but it could it be something or someone much more powerful? Yeah, and that's where it gets really weird because he has the ability to do absolutely anything. And I'm not going to lie, I jumped out of my skin several times just in the first episode. That guy is so scary. But like you said, it seems the good ship Nightflyer has a lot more to be worried about than Thale as it's revealed there's something even more deadly on board. Was that enough to grip you? You know what? It actually was. I think I would have been quite boring if they were just constantly blaming Thale and trying to catch him. But knowing there's something more sinister at play makes it much more thrilling. I think I'll stick with this one as well. I've not been truly shocked by an opening scene in a long time, and Nightflyers did just that. Oh my god, the opening scene. I was almost sick. But I mean, are we surprised? This was by the maker of Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin himself, so you know it's good. And actually, I found it to be quite similar to Thrones. Really? Yeah, you have basically the Night King, who can telepathically get in people's heads a la Bran Stark. You have Northerners, you have varying levels of good and evil. You have a pint. But did you like it as much as Thrones? I mean, it's early days, but I think I did. I'm a science fiction girl at heart and I love anything in space. Nightflyers has some genuinely scary moments in it. And although I'm never there for the horror, the story was so gripping I could kind of deal with it. How about you? I think the only way I can link it to Thrones is the fact there is a lot of blood and gore in it. You thought the mountain popping out Aubrey Martel's eyes was bad. Nightflyers is much worse. Now it's a big day for us on Netflix as we can finally welcome our first ever studio guest. Yay! Without further ado, please welcome the man with all of the answers Nightflyers fans could possibly want, our very own and very wonderful Callum Cromlish. Hello, thanks for having me. Callum, you've barely even got your breath and I'm going to bombard you with questions. What did you think of Nightflyers then? Yeah, I loved it. Um, I haven't quite got my head around exactly what's happening. There's a lot of a lot of subplots going on, there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of obviously antagonists, um, but I like what I'm seeing so far. And did you find it confusing from what you saw? Sort of that weird kind of show where it's confusing to the point where you think you know what's going on and then they throw a spanner in the works and you're like, oh, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> so confusion all the way through then, right? <laughs> but did you find it scary? Um, yeah, a lot of gore, isn't there? It's a lot of um, a lot of weird sci-fi classic 70s sort of gore that is kind of catches you off guard and uh, you find yourself like not expecting the weirdest scenes happening in front of you. Yeah. So there's a lot of people in the first few episodes that you're not really introduced to in kind of a traditional way and you kind of have to, I feel like you need a flowchart to work out who is who. Um, but who is your favourite character so far? I'm liking Thale. He's weird and, you know, he's complicated and obviously there's a lot of people against him already and he's being pegged as this sort of, he's the big bad, the antagonist, right? But I don't think that's the case and I think we're going to see a lot of 
cool stuff from him. But he is super evil though, right? I think he's just had a bad rap. He's had a bad upbringing. Like he was, t- he was taken away from his parents as a baby and he's seen nothing but like hospital walls for his entire life against his will. Like I, I think he's going to see some, see some good scenes. He's redeemable? I wouldn't say redeemable, but I think he has a bad rap. <laughs> and do you think it's similar to previous science fiction series which have gripped us in the past? Yeah, absolutely. So whilst watching this, the first things I noticed were sort of similarities to Alien, um, as in 1979 Alien. Um, it included a lot of, you know, cosmic horror, uh, weird stuff on the ship that you don't know what it, you don't know what it is and um, you don't know where it's going to come from. You don't know who's going to get killed next, if anyone. And I think that was a big, a big parallel there. And also um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, you've got this weird... Uh, computer ai system um controlling everything and it's looks like it's going to be a big part of the series as it continues and you recently caught up with owen mccann um who plays called brannan and um, what juicy details did he spill on the scene the series um so he ended up talking a lot to me about owen's character uh, about his character and um carl himself and he sort of gave me a lot of hints about what is to come in the series so we've all seen the first two episodes right and uh even in those first two episodes carl devolves from this you know pinnacle of you know what's the word i'm looking for he kind of devolves from this pinnacle of good character to this kind of sneaky he's going behind his uh, colleagues backs to get what he wants he wants Dale to be on the good side of him he wants what he wants and he's going to do what he can to make sure that happens. Um, and Owen told me that that's going to progress exponentially throughout the next eight episodes. Um, he is, Carl is going to end up doing some things, I assume, to stab his colleagues in the back. He's going to make sure he gets what he wants without fail. And I think um, I think what's interesting is that he's a father first and foremost and like that's really playing on it and there's some really creepy scenes with his little girl, right? That was, I don't know about you guys, but that for me was like the scariest bit of it when he was seeing things and then like his daughter's face was melting and I was like, what is going on here? Like, do you think his daughter's going to be heavily involved throughout? Yeah, I think from what Owen said and what... Um from what the end of the second episode showed with his daughter running around him even though she's quite obviously dead um, and he's very obviously haunted by her but it's not failed doing it there's got to be a lifeline in there throughout this whole series that is going to be what's driving him towards finding the Vulcra and the aliens and why he wants to find them. And I think that's what's making this um, show in particular quite interesting is that it's so psychological and it's so, you know, completely in the mind. This guy is tormented, you know, and it's just more interesting in a science fiction way than that terrible movie Passengers with Jennifer Lawrence, right? We've all seen that. It was terrible. I walked out the film. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't know. What do you think about the, the psychological aspect of it? I think it fits perfectly with the sort of sci-fi space expedition series. Um, I think it's, as I said, it's going to get bigger, it's going to get worse, it's going to get scarier. Um, Because there's the whole uh, bathtub scene with, um, what's her name? I've forgotten her name. She was in the bathtub. But yeah, the the whole tube thing with the... um, the guts coming out of her and that was like is that when she's in the shower yeah yeah, the shower oh that was the worst thing i've seen i had to look away it was unbelievable um so i think there's going to be a lot of that a lot of good stuff uh, that's going to send viewers crazy basically 
But HK, do you think it goes too far? I mean, some parts I did have to look away. I couldn't watch it. I mean, I'm all here for the blood and the goal. I've watched Game of Thrones. I love it. But some of this just sent shivers up my spine. For me, it might just cross that line. For me, do you know that bit where the guy is kind of, he's in around the tube bit and he's goes to point his gun at fail and then all of a sudden it's a beating heart. I honestly nearly threw up my dinner because I was watching it during day and I was like, what is going on here? Like, it's really clever because you, you genuinely don't know what's going on, right? Yeah, so he's holding a grenade and he lifts his hands up and next thing next thing you know, it's a beating heart and you're just, what, you know? There's definitely a metaphor yeah, in there, right? It's amazing. Um, please, can we talk about Thale a little bit more? I want to know why he's on board. Is he really connected to the crew's real enemy? Like, what what is his real purpose on there? Are we going to see more of him and his backstory? Yeah, so like I said, Thale's got sort of the power of a god, right? And uh, he's been poked and prodded his entire life. And his purpose, it seems, on the ship is to make first contact with the aliens, the Vulcran. And um, he's made it difficult for everyone to live with him because he started messing with people's heads straight away. Um, but then also the entire ship's crew are against him as soon as he steps foot on the ship um so he's i don't think he has so i don't think he has malicious intent behind his actions um he said from the off he denied messing with carl's head when he started getting visions of his daughter so um i think if he was doing that he would have owned up to it he would have owned it you know um but yeah i think he's a good complex character and i i see good stuff coming from him i think um and and these aliens i think are going to have and these aliens, if we do see them this season, they're going to have strange powers of their own. And I think Thel might be the only weapon they have against them if they're a malevolent force. That's slightly blowing my mind a little bit. You're welcome. Right, so the good guy is looking pretty bad. What's he after and who is really trying to destroy the Night Flyer? Um, so I think that the real bad guy is that hologram man, Captain Roy Eris. He is so dodgy. I do not trust him at all. I don't feel like I remember him. Did I watch it closely enough? <laughs> this doesn't sound good, does so it? So he kept popping up. There was that like weird red light above the door and he was always watching. That's and he was him. always watching the women when they were getting like intimate and stuff and it was really, really weird and really oh. freaky. Okay, now I know who it is. Yeah. I was thinking, trying to think of like a full-on character. Well, he, he is. He does appear, doesn't he? And then there's that scene at the end of episode two, right, where he's like the real monsters not fail and all of this and it's like a really big bombshell and you're like what is going on here do you think he's a good guy a good guy or a bad guy Callum I don't know the jury's out for me because he seems to be up to some he seems like he's up to some nefarious things but also he at the end of episode two he was the one that initiated right let's clear Thale's name even though Thale was guilty uh, he said, right, let's make sure no one knows what he did and let's just make sure everything goes as smoothly as possible. So in a sense, he's protecting Thale, but why? Like, is he going to, is he doing this because he wants his own benefit? Sorry, is he doing this for his own benefit or is he doing it for Thale? We don't know yet. And I don't think we've seen enough of him to like absolutely get a judge on what kind of person he is. But um, but I think, again, he's going to have a lot of lot to play into. Last week, we discussed the role of women in Medici uh, quite a lot. And I was wondering, Helen, what you thought of the women in Nightflies, just really quickly. I think there are a lot of interesting women in it. I think I need to get more into the series to kind of work out who's who. Um, like I said earlier, there's so many characters. I need to put down a diagram or have like a who's who. 
But I think there's some really interesting relationships there. And I kind of want to know about more about Melanthra. Like, what's her importance? Yeah, so she sort of... She's in it here and there, isn't she? She has the whole uh, shower scene and uh, she talks to the captain quite a bit. But she isn't given a lot to go with. But this is George R. R. Martin. Every character's got their place. Something's going to happen with her. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be a slow burn with her and we're going to find out that she's really evil right at the end. Or, um, But I think she's going to have some stuff happening. So we've all just seen two episodes, but does anyone in this room have any idea how it's going to end? Surely we know how it's going to end, right? What? Well, if the opening scene is anything to go by, I'm guessing it ends with a lot of bloody deaths. But I think that's just a vision, though. Right, Callum? Yeah, it was definitely pitched as a vision, wasn't it? It looks like Thale, maybe, I, I don't know, I'm spitballing here, but maybe Thale was looking into a future and he saw the crew of the Nightflyers being killed by some force maybe he was doing the killing we don't know yet he could be the bad guy um but time and if time and space manipulation does come into the show like many other sci-fi media like many other sci-fi media do um maybe that was just one timeline that went bad maybe it was uh their future and they need to steer off of that course i don't know it's intricate if this series ends with a little spinning top on a table like inception i'm going to be fuming but most importantly, do you think we'll get a second season? Um, I'm hoping so. So this aired uh, originally on Sci-Fi, right? And it's now being aired on Netflix. And with that behind it and with a lot of promotion, it's looking good for a second season. Will anyone on board even survive to make it to season two, though? Well, this is where I thought we could play a little game, actually. Um, so, I mean, the name came first, I won't lie. It's called Night Flyer or Night Dyer. Oh my I gosh. can see the enthusiasm <laughs> in your faces right now. So basically, I am going to give you a character and I just want very basically you to tell me whether it's going to be, whether they're going to be a night flyer or if they're going to be a night dyer. So are they going to live or not, basically. So I thought we'd start with Captain Roy Eris, the mysterious hologram man. Okay, I have a theory here. I don't think he's really alive. I don't think he's a human. I think he's an AI, absolutely. Like, why would he you know put himself in this box that no one ever sees him in why would he not come out and greet his crew as a captain he's only ever been a hologram i think he's an ai doesn't exist so can't die right can't die night flyer yes (laughs) great (laughs) hk well considering i got really confused about who he is and his character i'm gonna just go with yeah night flyer he's gonna survive Uh, to be fair i think he will because you know he seems too bad to kill off immediately like I, i don't trust him basically and um, maybe as well, I thought we could look at, you know, Dr. Agatha. We saw her die in the opening scene. She took her own life. But like we've discussed, is it a vision? Is it not? Will she make it through? I think she's a night flyer. I would agree. I think out of the whole crew, she has protection in Thale. He, she has looked after Thale his whole life. And if he has any, um, if he has any chance to save her, I think he would do it. So I'm saying Night Flyer. I agree. No, Night Dyer. I definitely think she's going to be dead by the end of the series. I find her like quite annoying as well. I think she's too trusting of Thale. I think she'll accidentally die at her because of her own fault. You don't think it'll be the vision that we saw at the beginning of the season? I mean, it could be. And obviously we do see her die in that scene. So she is already a Night Dyer in one timeline. But if we follow, if that's just one timeline and there's another one at play, then I think... I just think she's too trusting. She's just going to be like, oh, no, you're not really going to kill me. But then 
boom, she's dead. She's gonna live. She's gonna live. But one thing, one person I don't think will live is Melanthra Thurl. Sorry to all the fans out there. She's too nice. So obviously we see her, you know, in various romantic liaisons. She's smart. She's funny. She's charismatic. They ain't gonna live in a George R. R. Martin tale, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Or she lives long enough to become corrupted and sit on the bad side, you know. But I, I agree with you. Night, night dire. Night dire. I think there's gonna be a lot more death. So expect a lot more night dires from me. And finally, Phil. Tricky one, right? Mm. He's come close a few times already. The crew hates him. They want him dead. If he is a weapon against the aliens, will they go for him first? That's a tough one. I feel like he's a bit like of a Jon Snow character. Like he'd sacrifice himself for like the good of humanity. And I kind of feel like maybe he will sacrifice himself to save the crew and be like, look, I wasn't really the bad guy and you're still all screwed, really. Should have believed me in the first place. So... I'll say Night Dyer, I think. Dyer. Yeah. Night Dyer. I'll say Night Flyer just for the sake of being in the middle because I like him. I, I hope he survives. I'm, I'm hopeful. And he was on EastEnders. Was he? He was Johnny Carter. Wow. Great. Great news. Another TV <laughs> trivia there. Oh, well, he must fly then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that game worked a lot better than I thought it would. Thank you. <laughs> So here on Netflix, we like to give you lovely listeners some helpful hints on what you're going to want to watch after. But really, how on earth do you follow something like Night Flyers? I mean, you really have to go down the science fiction route. Night Flyers kind of had an air of Stranger Things about it, if you ask me. And honestly, if you haven't seen that yet, what are you doing? I loved Stranger Things. It's actually the reason I got Netflix in the first place. I mean, there's aliens left, right and centre in this one. Some good, some bad. But the good thing is it's a trip down memory lane for all those 80s kids among you. And with the third season on the way, there's going to be even more drama from Eleven and the gang to sink your teeth into. But if you want to go down the hardcore science fiction route, the Star Trek reboot could be the one for you. Discovery begins roughly a decade before Captain Kirk's five-year mission, which was seen in the 1960s Star Trek, and even before Enterprise. The crew of USS Discovery encounter brand new worlds and dangers, all from the comfort of their trusty ship. Definitely one to watch if you like night flyers. Ooh, Interesting. And Callum, what's your hot Netflix tip this week? Lost in Space. It's the reboot of the classic sci-fi um, sitcom from the 60s. It follows the Robinson family trying to colonise a new planet, but they get lost in space. Um, it's sort of a more grounded sci-fi. It's not so much aliens and cosmic horror than it is, we need to survive on this planet, oh God, what are we going to do, kind of thing. Um, that's really good. Yeah, I might give one that go, actually. Me too. <laughs> So that's all for this week. Thank you so much to Callum Crumlish for joining us and telling us everything we absolutely needed to know about Night Flyers. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, comment and tell your friends about us. Join in with the debate on Twitter at NetflixPod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And of course, you can go and vote in our poll. Last week, we asked you if you thought there were strong women in Medici. And I'm so pleased to say it was a resounding yes. Hooray for feminism. And this week... We're asking what you think of poor Carl. Will he meet a gruesome end or not? Let us know and have your say on our Twitter account. That's at Netflix pod. And I don't think it's looking too good for him. Of course, don't forget to head over to express.co.uk for all your TV news and exclusive interviews. Next week, we're going to be looking at the documentary everyone is talking about. Conversations with the killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. This is going to be a harrowing one. See you all next week. Bye. <laughs>